Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, it's a funny thing to prepare for a sermon, and the focus of that sermon is a person that you say, Malchus, and then it's immediately followed with, who? Right? Who is Malchus? How often have you heard a Bible study on this man? Probably never, uh, because I was doing some research on him myself. You know, we, we're doing this themed uh, series, and uh, I'm given some things from Concordia Publishing House to help prepare and things like that, but uh, I just wanted a little bit more, right? And the thing was, I looked... And I couldn't find much. But one thing I did find that was very interesting is that uh, there was a commentary done by St. Cyril of Alexandria. Uh, He's one of the church fathers. And he has this interesting way of looking at Malchus. And a seemingly obscure man, but at a very important time in the history of all mankind. Right? He's not necessarily integral in and of himself, but he is very interesting to look at and see what it is that he's doing there, why he's there, and what it is that we can learn from what happened to him. Maybe not just from him itself, but from the entire circumstances that surround him losing his right ear. Now, you probably know the story. I mean, I just read it from John, but in all the Gospels, um, it talks about how one of the disciples cuts off somebody's right ear. John is the only one to say that Peter's the one. He's the only one to point the finger. Uh, it's kind of, kind of an interesting rivalry between John and Peter at times, but it's true, right? Peter is the one who does this, and in all the other Gospels, no one says the servant's name. John is the only one to say that it's Malchus. And it's interesting also that the only other gospel account of this this event, I believe it's St. Luke's gospel, is the only one that shows that Jesus heals him of his wound, right? So take all these things into account, that this took place in the garden that this took place when Jesus was betrayed, that in this place, there are certain things, there are certain people. On one side, you have this band of rebels, as it were, and that is Judas and the soldiers and Malchus and the servants from the scribes and the the the. The Pharisees. And on the other side, you have Jesus and his disciples. And there seems to be a tug of war going on. Who's going to win, right? Between two forces. But it's kind of a, a strange way of looking at it because on one side, with Jesus and his disciples, the leader, Jesus, is not struggling at all. He's not interested in a show of power. He hands himself over freely, right? 
He shows his power, though, with his word. When they say, when he says, Who, whom is it that you seek? And they say, Jesus of Nazareth. He says, I am he. Probably heard this before, right? That Jesus, especially, absolutely in John's gospel, he has all these different sayings where he says that I am the good shepherd. I am the way, the truth, and the life, right? These I am statements are confessions of his divinity. He is Yahweh, the Old Testament God, right? Made flesh. And when he says this, it can't be helped but these people be affected in some way. They are pushed back by his word. By one little word, he can drive them back. But then he allows them to take it. And it's interesting when we see this power struggle between these two sides, supposedly, really it's just one side, the band of people who are trying to get Jesus, and then Peter thinks that he's doing the right thing by taking out his sword and attacking, right? That he said himself, Lord, I would die for you. I am ready to die with you. And he's showing it, but in the wrong way, right? That in the midst of all this power struggle, you see the one who truly has power give himself up because he knows what needs to take place. And in the middle of all this, we see the subject for tonight in our theme, Malchus. This man who seems to just get caught up in the wrong place at the wrong time is fully encountered by God's providence and by his divine grace. Because it's easy to assume, to interpret that Peter, when he pulls out his sword, he's not aiming for the ear, right? He's aiming for the head. He shoots to kill. And by, and by God's divine providence, Malchus happens, hope, hopefully to move out of the way just a little bit, to have that ear be struck and cut off, clean. And that sounds very violent. Sounds very painful, right? But Malchus, the servant of the high priest, who at that time, the high priest obviously did not believe that Jesus is who he said he was. He did not believe in the Messiah as he came to present himself. That these people of the law, of the Torah, of God's divine promise, did not even see that promise being fulfilled right in front of their eyes. And these people that live by the law will die by the law. That Malchus is faced with the law, the full brunt of it. It grazes right by his ear. It grazes right by his head, misses him, right? He's spared by God's grace that the law condemns, right? The law, the fullness, the weight of it crushes us and splits us in two. Malchus is caught up with the wrong side, with the authorities of the world, with Judas, the one who betrayed Christ. He was deceived 
as the high priest's servant. And in the ancient times, it's very interesting that John says that he cut off his right ear. In ancient times, you had this understanding of left and right, right? That if you were right-handed, that was good. If you were left-handed, that was bad. In fact, I think in the, the Latin, left means, left is, left is uh, pronounced, left is pronounced sinister, right? So it's interesting when you see this happenstance that it seems by, by sheer luck or by sheer uh, coincidence that he just happens to cut off his right ear. But being deceived, being with the band of rebels that seek to crucify the Savior, he was with those who like to listen out of their left ear, as we would say, right? The ear that, that, um, the ear that the devil likes to whisper into, right? That he could only accept the sinister lie of that devil about Christ. And Peter cut off Malchus's right ear to show by God's providence that, that he and all those who are deceived by the lies of the father of lies cannot hear the word of God rightly. Malchus's ear getting cut off is a close encounter, like I said, with God's law. By God's providence, he was saved from a sword to his head, and thus death. By God's grace, Christ healed him, according to what we hear in St. Luke. That, in this picture, in this obscure person, when you say Malchus and you go, never heard of him. In this picture of this strangely placed account, you have the fullness of law and gospel. You have the fullness of God's, of God's revelation for mankind. That in this, in seeing Malchus, you might see yourself, right? That how many times have we been caught on the wrong side of Christ? How many times have we been part of those who scoff at God's law, who scoff at his promises? And then, by the grace of God, actually, we come with a close encounter with death, with even being killed by that law that calls us to death, that will kill us if we do not repent. That by God's grace, we are afflicted, like Malchus was. That we are shown our sin. That we are shown the full weight of it, so that we may know what it means for Christ to stretch out his hand and to heal us of our sin, to touch us with his grace and wash us clean so that we would rightly hear his word of grace, his word of salvation, so that we would no longer be, so that we would no longer be deceived by the lies that Satan whispers into our left ear. So, now you know a little bit more about a pretty obscure man named Malchus, so that maybe next time you read this or you hear this, you say, 
Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Amen. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.